1 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 1. Then David said, This is the house of the Lord God, and this is the altar of burnt offering for Israel. 2. And David commanded to gather together the strangers that were in the land of Israel, and he set masons to hew wrought stones to build the house of God. He knew he couldn't build the temple of the Lord, but he established the place where the temple should be built. And he started making arrangements to have the temple built, even though he himself would never build it. He was just setting everything up so that when his son Solomon became king, Solomon would already have all the materials, all the builders ready. And now he's going to have masons cut stones for the temple. And this would be for the base of the temple. God never allowed the Israelites to cut stones for an altar, but they were allowed to cut stones for buildings. 3. And David prepared iron in abundance for the nails for the doors of the gates, and for the couplings, and brass in abundance without weight. The temple of God is going to be built with wood, but the stones are for the base only. And the iron for the nails would be because the building is made of wood. And the brass also namely for the outer court where the large, gigantic brass structures are, such as the base that carries the water. Four, and cedar trees without number for the Zidonians and they of Tyre brought cedar trees in abundance to David. The temple would be made of cedar. Cedar is luxurious, and it has an incredibly luxurious smell. Cedar is a very long-lasting wood, and it represents incorruptibility, which means that something does not go to rot. When Jesus was buried, his body never rotted because he was only dead for three days, and a corpse doesn't start to rot until day four. That's why the Bible says that his body never saw corruption. And also that's why Mary said to Jesus when Lazarus was raised, she said he stinks because it's the fourth day. Because on the fourth day is when a body starts to smell. If it's buried properly in the proper ointments, the cedar represents that Jesus' body was never corrupted, even though he died. 5. And David said, Solomon my son is young and tender, and the house that is to be builded for the Lord must be exceeding magnificent, of fame and of glory throughout all countries. I will therefore make preparation for him. So David prepared abundantly before his death. And he's saying, I know how young and naive my son is, and I'm going to do all the prep work for him. And that way he'll only have to figure out how to build it. He won't have to do the prep work. 6. Then he called for Solomon his son and charged him to build a house for the Lord, the God of Israel. Solomon wasn't king yet, but he was saying to his son, You're going to be king, and this is what I want you to do. 7. And David said to Solomon, My son, as for me, it was in my heart to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God. 8. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Thou hast shed blood abundantly, and hast made great wars. Thou shalt not build a house unto my name, because thou hast shed blood upon the earth in my sight. God commanded David to fight battles, so David hadn't sinned by shedding that blood. But God said, Because you shed blood, you can't build the house because of my holiness. When we go to heaven, we will live forever. There's no death in heaven. And that's why a man who had shed blood could not build the temple of God. Because the temple represents eternal life. 9. Behold, a son shall be born to thee who shall be a man of rest, 
meaning that there will be no wars in his time, and I will give him rest from all his enemies round about, for his name shall be Solomon. Solomon means peace, and there's only two kinds of peace. One is an absence of war, and the other one is when God forgives our sins. And I will give peace and quietness unto Israel in his days. At the end of Solomon's reign there was war, but that was because of Solomon's great sin. But during the greater portion of his reign, Israel was totally war-free and lived in peace. 10. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be to me for a son, and I will be to him for a father. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. 11. Now, my son, the Lord be with thee, and prosper thou, and build the house of the Lord thy God, as he hath spoken concerning thee. David explained everything to Solomon, that he himself had wanted to build the temple, but God said no because he had shed blood, and that it would be his son who builds the temple. And David gave Solomon instructions. He probably gave him a blueprint too, because David really wanted to build the temple himself. So he did absolutely everything that he could possibly do for Solomon to make it easy and to make it successful when Solomon built the temple. 12. Only the Lord give thee discretion and understanding, and give thee charge concerning Israel, so that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. This is a blessing that David is saying to Solomon. May you have wisdom and understanding and discretion to be able to keep the law of the Lord. And originally Solomon did, but because of his great sin with paganism later on, he lost all of his wisdom. Wisdom isn't guaranteed for us to keep when we get knowledge, we can keep that. But wisdom means doing the right thing. It means practicing knowledge. So you can't keep it unless you keep practicing. When you make a decision to stop practicing knowledge, then you're not wise anymore. And that's what happened to Solomon. He lost all of his wisdom because he stopped practicing doing what was right. 13. Then thou shalt prosper, if thou observe to do the statutes and the ordinances which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage, fear not, neither be dismayed. David is telling his son, Don't be afraid to do what's right, and always obey all of the laws and ordinances that Moses gave the people. When Solomon starts out, he will do this, but once he gets into paganism because of all the pagan wives that he married, then he will stop doing the ordinances and the sacrifices, and Israel will go straight downhill. When we stop doing what God wants us to do, Satan will fill our lives with doing a bunch of stuff that's pagan. A lot of churches have pagan practices. They call themselves Christian churches, but they're not doing Christian things. They're doing worldly things and New Age things and occult things. There's a lot of churches like Bethel, for instance, on the West Coast. They consider themselves to be a Christian church, but their practices and teachings are occult. And it's because they're not willing to obey the commands of the Lord. And I'm not talking about sacrifices. I'm talking about abstaining from sin. Because the individuals in the church refuse to abstain from sin, a cult has entered that church. And they're practicing occult rituals. So we need to make sure that we're obeying the Lord. And then we won't be easily fooled and deceived by the enemy into doing stupid pagan things. 14. Now behold, in my straits I have prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, and a thousand thousand talents of silver, and of brass and iron without weight, for it is in abundance. Timber also and stone I have prepared, and thou mayest add thereto.
King David is telling Solomon, these are all the materials that I've gathered for you, and you can gather more. You might need more. 15. Moreover, there are workmen with thee in abundance, hewers and workers of stone and timber, and all men that are skillful in any manner of work. He's just letting Solomon know about all of the human resources as well as the material resources that are available. 16. Of the gold, the silver, and the brass, and the iron, there is no number. Arise and be doing, and the Lord be with thee. He's commanding his son to build this temple and saying, you will have every material that you need. There's so much brass it can't be counted. And the gold and the silver are also in overabundance of what you're going to need. 17. David also commanded all the princes of Israel to help Solomon his son, making sure that Solomon has the leadership under him to get the job done. 18. Is not the Lord your God with you? And hath he not given you rest on every side? For he hath delivered the inhabitants of the land into my hand. And the land is subdued before the Lord and before his people, meaning that the Lord has brought peace to Israel so that they don't have to waste time fighting wars. They can put all of their energy into building the most glorious temple that was ever built. 19. Now set your heart and your soul to seek after the Lord your God, arise therefore and build ye the sanctuary of the Lord God, to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God into the house that is to be built to the name of the Lord. Now he's telling them to get busy and work. He just wants to make sure that the orders are clear before he goes. And that concludes First Chronicles chapter 22.